Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hey, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That's time. I'm Mike, and uh, joining us on the mic for limited input, we don't want him to say too much, is our producer, Eric. Hello. Uh, David's not fe- <laughs> David's not feeling great today, so uh, he stayed home. Uh, we're going to jump right into it today. Uh, very unfortunate news out of the world of baseball. Uh, we had two, two deaths in baseball over the weekend both uh coming from car accidents in the dominican uh former diamondback and indian andy Marte uh passed away at the age of 33 and royals ace uh Jordano ventura passed away at the age of 25 yeah it's very sad news coming from uh the dominican i mean um andy Marte. i don't know uh how much more he would have spent in the MLB, if at all. I believe he was over in the Korean baseball organization. Yeah. Um, but, uh... He still had former teammates here that yeah. are greatly impacted by it. And I did see, I did, uh, I I know of Andy Marte. I don't really know too much about his career, but apparently he was kind of a fan favorite guy uh, when he was with, uh, with the Diamondbacks, from what I understand. Yeah, he also, um... Eric, do you know much about him, or... Um, I'm I'm checking right now because the name doesn't uh, doesn't jump out at me. But then again, it may have been before I was really following. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's definitely sad. I mean, it, it sucks when anybody loses their life before you, you would think it's time, quote unquote. Right. Um, and especially when it's somebody who's uh, you know at a high level of whatever it is they do, and so they have uh, have that notoriety and, and fame to go along with it. So. Yeah. I was, everything I was reading. Uh articles mentioned his passing and everything it just seemed like he was a pretty well-liked guy by teammates and fans alike so it was a uh an interesting blurb i read that uh jordano vasquez uh started the uh ventura. last ventura sorry I, I looked at i glanced at the name and saw vasquez for some reason ventura um started uh against the uh the team the last time Andy Marte played in the big leagues. Really? Yeah. Actually, uh, actually saw Ventura pitch uh, when I was in Philadelphia last year. Um, I took my kids to uh, Royals Phillies game, and uh, Ventura pitched in that game. Didn't pitch too well, but that was not indicative of his uh, performance overall in his career. He uh, very solid pitcher. Um, a lot of people always talked about him as one of the 
one of the good up-and-coming young arms. Uh, spent part of four seasons with the Royals. And it was a big part of that uh, championship team uh, on the field and in the clubhouse and everything. So uh, they will both be greatly missed in the world of baseball. Yeah, I, I can only hope that uh, there are no, uh, you know, there's no drugs or alcohol involved with either of these accidents because that, I mean, that just that just makes it worse, you know. Right. Um, uh, I haven't seen anything linking. Well, I know that anything like that yet. I saw a report that no alcohol was found at the scene of uh, Ventura's accident. That does, that's not to say that you know there was no alcohol in the syst- in in his system, but there was none found at at the scene of the accident. Uh, so you know, hopefully they were both uh, they were both sober and and everything, and you know, just not having made that bad decision to uh, drink and then get behind the wheel of a car. Uh, Marte did also play for the Braves in his career. Forgot to mention that as well. He was also in the Pirates organization for a time. Yeah, I don't know that he ever made the big leagues, but uh, yeah, we've had way too many of these segments on our show since uh, since kicking off. Yeah, however many months ago. Um, so on on a lighter note, I believe we're going to move into the world of the NHL right now. Well, um, we do have a bit of of baseball news that's happier. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, Jose Bautista signed a, a one-year, eighteen million dollar contract uh, with two mutual options. Uh, it's seventeen million for twenty eighteen and twenty million for twenty nineteen. Who did he sign that contract with? Uh, the Blue Jays. Ah. So a little He's, bit more than the qualifying offer he was he was given earlier in the year that he declined. Yeah, and the uh, I think what really did it for him was the uh, the two option years. Yeah. Because he wanted a long contract, and teams didn't know if they wanted to give him one. Well, he is aging, and, uh, you know, he's, I don't, they don't seem, they, they they made the playoffs. Yeah. And they don't seem like they're in a rebuild mode, but they let Encarnacion go. Uh, R.A. Dickey went down to Atlanta. So it seems like they are willing to let some of these older guys uh, go ahead and leave. And they're trying to replace him with younger guys. I know they need to get uh, Donaldson extended here soon. Yeah, that's uh, probably their top priority. And I mean, they've got to be hoping for for at least a couple of bounce back years. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, we'll get into this move and all, all the other moves uh, a little bit more on our uh, MLB preview show, which should be happening what probably end of February. Yeah, I um, think is what we. Uh, I think we'll wait until about. the. At least the pitchers and catchers report. Right. Well, I figure, uh, you know, we want to cover a division a, a division each week uh, leading up to the season. So probably late February is going to be the time to start. Yeah. So That sounds about right. Um, we, uh, we'll probably have Mason in studio for that. Maybe talk to a couple other baseball guys we know and maybe get a good round table going. Our table is a rectangle. A, uh, I said get a round table. We'd have to get one. <sighs> You know how expensive round tables are? Then build one. You know how bad I am at building? No. Very. Is that why you don't do it very often? That's why I never do it. Ah, well, the more you know. Can we get a little sound effect of the star going over my head? I think that's copyrighted. (laughs) It's as close as I can do. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now we've been moving to the NHL. Into the hockey. Yeah, Tom's got a couple of power rankings he's going to give, and then I'm going to tell him why he's wrong. You can't do that because I'm not. I can, and you are. No, I'm not. Um, remember when we were picking football games earlier and I said, we'll find out who's right and who's Tom? Well, you were Tom every time. 
Yeah, and Tom was always wrong. That's football. And so now, I don't know dink about football. Dink's going in the keywords again. Yeah, saying dink. <laughs> Man, hashtag dink. It's, yeah, it's going to be my uh, my mission to try and fit dink into the show every week. Each and every Walt show. Park Bros number seventeen, Dink Bros. Well, I don't know about that, that. That could that could end up turning you up on some bad search results. We don't, don't necessarily want that. Yeah, yeah. Let's not uh, let's not let's not uh, tempt fate with that one. I think uh, I enjoy the fact that the government doesn't look into our show too much. I don't think it's the government you have to worry about with that one. I think it's a different sort of uh, person. I'm sure there's some of those people in the government, but that's not that's not neither here nor there. In this you know, case. you know the government monitors those type of sites. Because you know, dink sites. Because what else do they have to? <laughs> what else do they have to do in Washington? They they actually have a uh, secretary of dink site monitoring. Right. I, yeah, I yeah. saw that as a cabinet position. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think Gary Busey got that position. Well earned. Well earned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Tom. Number ten. The Nashville Predators. Wrong. No, I'm not wrong. They're seven three and zero over the last ten. They, they've won three in a row. They're climbing in in the in the rankings. They're uh, they're probably going to make the playoffs at this point if they keep up this uh, sort of play. I have an interesting note about the West. It stinks. Um, yeah, kind of. Um, so you mentioned Nashville probably making the playoffs. Um, at the bottom of the playoff heap, uh, they are at fifty-one points, I believe, with St. Louis. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Vancouver, L.A., Winnipeg, and Dallas are all within four points of a wild card spot right now. Well, it is it is the same in the East, and that's um, yes, the entire Eastern Conference is is within five points of the playoffs. Yep, and that's kind of messy. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, last couple months here after the All Star break, which is coming up this weekend. Yes, it is. Um, uh, a lot of people are aware that it's going to happen. Yes. No one's excited. They're just aware. What do you think? I mean... I'm excited. I'm so excited that I'm going to be in Pittsburgh not watching. Ooh. That sounds like a grand time. It does. Go I'm ahead. going to have nothing going on probably, and I'll probably tune in. Although, I'm going to be hanging out with Victor and Yvonne, and uh, if we know anything about Victor, it's that his wife is uh, you know, way more into hockey than he is. He's the guy we've talked about on the show that referred to it as a stick-off to open up play. Well, yeah. Is I that mean, not how it works? The, the stick-off. Not the face-off. It's the stick-off. Are they using their faces to push the puck around? No, but their faces, well, then. <laughs> but their faces are right next to each other. Their faces are Do off. Do their faces stay on, uh, on their bodies? Their faces are off the ice, Eric. Do they switch faces a la Nick Cage and, uh, <laughs> no? Who is, the wi- who is the winner in that? Like, I mean, look at Nick Cage. Look at John Travolta. Who is the winner in that scenario? <laughs> um... Well, at least at some point in his life, John Travolta didn't look like a semi-truck had hit him. That's true. Young Ch- young John Travolta was a relatively handsome man, I guess. Uh, but at that point, I mean... At that point, no. There's no there's winners. No, there's no winners? Uh, only losers. Anyone who saw that movie. Oh, those are great movies. You take that back right now. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to go watch it tonight again for the couple dozenth time. All right, now go watch Citizen Kane, and we'll see. Never actually seen Citizen Kane. You're not missing much. That's that's what I hear. It's one of those things. It's like everybody says, "Oh, it's a classic. You have to watch it." And I'm like, eh, "I already know the whole Rosebud situation. I don't really need to see the movie." Uh, spoilers: It was a sled. <laughs> oh damn it! I heard something different. I heard it was a toboggan. Speaking of sleds, 
and other things that go on ice. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine is the San Jose Sharks. Winners of four straight, and they're uh, six, three, and one in the last uh, ten. They are currently sitting in second in the Pacific. So I mean, but that's like saying you're like the second best Baldwin brother. I mean, does anyone really care? Uh, I mean, they they do have over sixty points and plus eighteen goal differential. I don't, it just like I don't know if you feel this. Like the Pacific has just felt so blah to me this year. Um, well, that's because very rarely people get a chance to pay attention to it because everyone's in bed by the time the games start. I don't know. I've I've been watching quite a few of their games. I've been using your uh, NHL center ice to do so. Um, Tom Tom purchased the center ice package, and he's been letting me and David use it uh, throughout the uh, throughout the season. Yes, letting. I get. Oh, you gave me the password. No, David gave you the password, and then you gave it to me when I lost it. Did I? Yes. Oh, so this is all on you now. All right then. Wow. So, but I get home from work and I always turn on a Western Conference game, and it's it's usually a team out in the Pacific. Usually it's the Sharks or Kings, and it just I don't know. It just feels blah. Well, um, having seen the Oilers play in person, and having watched them put up forty three shots, they they are the one the one standout that I do see, and they've gotten better of of, of late. Yeah, and. Uh, Calgary has played very well lately. I, they did just have a recent loss to uh, to the Devils, which no one should do. Um, but they. But Tom, the Devils are within five points of a playoff spot. Really? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Um, yeah, no. It, uh, the Pacific's playing all right. I mean, they do have. You know, Calgary does hold one of the uh, one of the wild card spots as of right now and but yeah uh san jose they they've played well recently and you know they deserve a spot on the rankings number eight uh montreal wow they, yeah they've they've really kind of slowed down they're five four and one over the last ten they, i thought you were gonna give me crap for where i had them ranked but okay no um <laughs> They've just been less impressive, especially Carey Price has not played well over the past few games. No, he's he's been one of the one of the bigger letdowns so far over over the well, I guess so far the the beginning of the year. I guess it really it really dates back to the new year. Yeah, and, and I mean they're still one of the top teams. You know, but they're just over the last since we've done the last power rankings, they they haven't been that great and I can't you know they they probably dropped quite a ways from my previous list. Although I'm going to point out that when I dropped a few teams based on recent record last time around, you guys gave me a whole heap of crap for it. Yeah, and I'll give you more of a heap today. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you would do that. So I'm so so my recency <laughs> bias was uncalled for, but yours is uh yes. Precisely. <laughs> You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> I do also have a recency bias, bias against the Canadians this week, too, as well. Well, I mean, they really didn't do great. All right, so where are we, number seven? Yes, number seven. The New York Rangers. 6-4-0 over the last ten. Uh, 
two games in a row they've won. It's you know they're 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 in that uh, first wild card spot. They're solidly in that first wild card spot. Yeah. Um. And I I think that's gonna where gonna be where they end up at the end of the season because there's not you know they're they're four points behind Pittsburgh but Pittsburgh continues to play well and they're uh, they're nine points ahead of Philly in the in the uh, second wild card spot. Uh, Philly's been pretty bad of late uh, three five and one. Yeah, they they haven't recently. Been, they haven't been too good. Um, yeah, but the Rangers. I mean, they still are getting tremendous goaltending, and they're still, uh, aside from a couple of recent games, they're still scoring at a wild pace. I mean, they did have to go to overtime. You know who's scoring at a wild pace? Minnesota. Stop. Um, They did, uh, yesterday they went to overtime with the Red Wings for a 1-0 victory. Yeah, they, uh, man, <laughs> that game was kind of a snooze fest. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, and I'm, like, and that, here's the thing, though, like, I say that as a fan of low-scoring hockey games. Like, it just, I don't know, I watched it for a little bit, and it just did not hold my attention. That's, that's the Rangers and the Red Wings. They are not interesting teams to watch unless they're scoring. Yeah. Give me, you know, give me a one nothing game between like the the Ducks and Penguins, and I'll watch that. But that, I mean, this one was just. You like the birds, then? Sure, why not? Well, then you'll really love my uh, number six, <gasps> Sanheim. It's it's the Ducks. <gasps> oh darn! I thought we had one the same, but we don't. No. Continue. Seven two and one over the last ten. They they did lose uh, their previous game, but they are. Uh, in the first place in Pacific, which, as we've already said, is, you know, it's not bad. It's definitely the uh, the worst, I guess, division in, in hockey right now, but it's still, they still got good teams and good hockey happening there. Um, and Anaheim has played well, so, you know, put them on my list. All right. Well, I'm going to interrupt your top ten, and then I'm going to give you my ten through six, and then we'll each go with our top five. Well, and David also put a ten, a top ten on the uh, on his. Uh, he put some oh, notes. Oh, uh, so yeah. You want to go ahead and just do his uh, ten to six right now? Yes, yeah, his, his ten to six were uh, Nashville, same place I had them. Um, Anaheim, he had him a bit lower than me. Uh, San Jose at number eight, uh, Montreal at number seven, uh, and the Rangers at number six. All so right. a lot of similarities. Um, just different positioning on, yeah. on each of them. Uh, what was Nashville's record over the last ten? Did you say seven and three? Okay. Uh, my number ten team has a slightly better record over the last uh, ten. Uh, I have the Edmonton Oilers. See, they were probably my number eleven or twelve. Yeah. Um, I just I couldn't ignore uh, Nashville's you know their three game winning streak and combined with the record over right. the last ten. Right. No, I, I I agree. Nashville was uh, part of my you know in consideration for number ten. Part of my thinking on that, but uh, I went with the Oilers. Uh, number nine, the Rangers. So I have them lower than you guys do. Okay. Number eight, the Sharks. Number seven, the Ducks. And number six, the Canadians. All right. So you know more similarities. There, yes. You know? Just a little different on the order. I guess we're kind of all in the same type of mindset. You know, yeah. with these. Uh, give us give us his top five, and then we'll do yours and mine. Uh, his top five were the 
Blackhawks at number five, the Wild at number four, the Blue Jackets at number three, the Penguins at number two, and the Capitals at number one. I'm going to save everyone some time. That's my top five, too. Well, we can't save a whole lot of time, though, because now I have to read mine. Mine are the uh, the same teams in slightly different order. Right. Um, at number five... I have Chicago, which is the same. Yes. Uh, number four. They had, a, they had a good win last night. I don't know if did. you watched that game. Uh, tied with about a minute 25 left. And I didn't. I don't know who uncorked the first shot, but one of the Hawks players lets it rip, misses the net, rebounds off the back wall, and comes straight out uh, to uh, Jonathan Taves, who has a completely empty net right in front of him. So did he. And uh, just one-timers it right in. Did he miss the net, or did he miss the net? He missed the net. It was a shot. Okay. It, yeah, because Taves came up uh, from from a little bit down ice um, and just let her rip on the one-timer, and then they uh, they added another uh, another goal with the empty net later on and won 4-2 over Vancouver. But it, it was a very good game. I was watching that um, a little bit after the Steelers-Patriots uh, game had ended. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, I, I tried to watch uh, the Devils 4-1 win over the Flyers, but... Uh, the NHL TV app doesn't work too well on uh, on the Xbox. I've it, heard that it kind of it like will freeze up and then it'll play really really fast so it catches up with the audio and then it'll like it'll just kick you out of the game sometimes. You know, it's really good on the PS4. Yeah, I don't think it is. It no, it is. I, that's what I use. Well, <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. It just like I got it this year because I I. Uh, I like to watch it work, and I can very rarely... Or, or we don't, if you're listening, anyone who might be able to fire us, they don't listen. No. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to watch a Devils game on national TV because they don't get put on national TV because the uh, people think they're boring. At least your team plays like New York and Philly and... Boston and Pittsburgh a lot so that you you get a you get more opportunities like you might get like five a year just from playing those teams I don't think we have a single one this year really yeah that's that's pretty surprising considering you guys have Schneider and you get to play those teams so often yeah but you know I got I got to watch big only because they were playing Washington I got to watch the stars on Saturday night yeah all right let's see number uh four four uh blue jackets they're only five and five over the last ten. They are. They they have gone. They've gone on uh, down on hard times since their streak ended. And yet they're still, you know, number two in the league. Well, when yeah. you have when you have that kind of streak, it's going to take a while for teams to even out. Yeah, and I mean, it's it was actually kind of hard for me to put them that low. I had just this... given that they've they've won two in a row, and it it's kind of tough to move a team down when they're still. One of the best teams in the league. Yeah, and uh, one of those one of those wins was against Carolina, who has been trying to surge up there in the standings. Yeah, they've uh, they've really had a go of it lately. They're uh, they're actually only three points out of a uh, playoff spot. Right, uh, they, and they, they've been playing solid hockey. The results might not be there win loss wise for them, but they've been playing solid hockey the entire time. Yeah, you can you can really thank Cam Ward for that. I mean, he's been there since the beginning of time. <laughs> right, and. They've really, you know, stuck with him for a long time, and that's nice to see, especially with a struggling organization. Uh, consistency is really the key to to success in the NHL, and and having a consistent goaltender over the years, it it hasn't really helped them in the attendance uh, situation. They're still 
you know, bottom of the league in that, but it really does help the the players themselves. Yeah. I got to be honest, other than him and Stahl, I can't name you a single Hurricane. Uh, Skinner. Is that where he is? Yeah. He's been there his whole career. Yeah. I thought he moved on. No. Um, yeah, let's see. Who else is there? Well, I'll be damned. Uh... They got a couple of young kids. Yeah, who are, you, you who just don't hear a lot about yeah. them. But hopefully they're hopefully they're on the rise and they'll stay there. Um, hopefully they can get some people into that stadium to to watch some of the games. Yeah. So, but um, uh, the Blue Jackets. I mean, they are where they are. Babarovsky uh, is still playing like a Vesna Trophy winner, and you know they're getting help from all over. So they're my number four. Number three. Number three. Pittsburgh. Seven three and zero over the last ten. Four in a row they've won. Um, you know, and they're just in those four in a row. They've put up what is it five seven four and f- and five goals. Um, they've put up a lot. That's kind of their thing. Uh, let's see five, uh, seven, four, and uh, eight. And eight. Oh yeah, that's yes, that's right. So yeah, the game against Washington. Okay. And what? How many? Uh, they get so they gave up seven in that one. They gave up seven, and then in the other ones, it was just one, 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 and one, one, and one. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, we know what Washington can do. So them putting up seven, you know, seems like it's it's more on the outside of what Pittsburgh's letting teams do. Yeah, that is definitely the outlier. I, I want to say that's the highest goal total they've allowed all year. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that it is. Um, but. Yeah, I uh, I watched a little bit of the Boston game. Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they just they just seemed unstoppable. They 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 were able to impose their will upon Boston with relative ease. Well, yeah. I'm, and Boston's not a bad team. No, they're, they're not. But a lot of teams have been able to uh, to just go to town on them. Yeah. Um, whether it shows up on the uh, scoreboard or not, they've they've been having some trouble. You know, keeping play consistent and and keeping it moving forward they're in third in the division right yeah yeah so interesting stat it's it's it involves them but it's not really about them uh the flyers and bruins are each up a point on toronto uh the bruins in the division and the flyers in the wild card um toronto has four games in hand against the flyers and six games in hand against the bruins so we're going to be talking about the Maple Leafs here in in, uh, in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, well, assuming they put something together. I mean, if if they just go out and fall flat on their faces. Yeah, they lose those six, then yeah, sure. But I, I don't I don't expect that to be the case. Uh, no, look, I, looking at them I wouldn't this think season. so either. They're, yeah, they're not exactly a great team, and they've been kind of, you know kind of up and down. But I expect them to. Uh, I mean, they they're. Uh... They're plus five in the goal differential, so you know they're they're scoring right, but they're also letting in. Yeah, well, they're not letting in as as many as say uh, New Jersey or, or Arizona Dallas. or Colorado. Well, see, Dallas isn't that bad. They're only at negative twenty two. Colorado is at negative fifty nine. Yeah, but th- here's the thing: think about Dallas's offense, though. Think about their goaltending, though. I know, but I'm saying they're letting in way you know way more goals. So, all right, number two. Number two is the Minnesota Wilds. They're seven two and one over the last ten. They did lose the other night, um, but hey, they're uh, they're really pushing it. They're at the top of that uh, that division. They're near the top of the whole NHL. They're only uh, three points back of the uh, 
Jackets and, and the Capitals. So their, you know, their win streak has really helped them as well. Yeah. Um, and they did not crater after it ended. No, they didn't. They uh, they lost and then they got right back to work. Not that the Jackets really cratered, but they just sort of took a dip, you know. Yeah. Um, so number one is obviously then the Washington Capitals. Yes. Nine zero and one over the last ten. Um, it's kind of hard to pick against a team that's doing that. Yeah. And scoring, you know, seven goals a game, five goals a game. It's incredible where they came from because they, you know, at at earlier points in the season they didn't look as strong, and I thought that they might have some trouble this year. Um, but they've turned it on, and they're well on their way to uh, losing in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they're going to make it through the first round. I actually think they may make the conference final this year. You think so? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think Ovi's finally had enough. <laughs> I think he's going to wind up on one of those man on a mission type deals. Yeah. Score thirty goals in the playoffs. Yeah, kind of like you know, like we saw, like we saw with LeBron when they were down three one last year, and like we've you know we had yeah. seen from Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs this year. I think we're going to see that man on a mission type thing. Um, well, you know, best of luck to him, and you know, to anyone that has to face someone like that. But no, it's it's been really interesting, and you know, they're one of the fun teams to watch. They're one of the teams that gets the. Uh, national broadcasts because goals are going to be what get people to watch right well and it well and and this is a little bit more understandable in this sport rather than in football but there is an east coast bias with hockey and it, it's more to the fact that what are you going to put in prime time well yeah but you're gonna you're you're gonna put games that people are attending in prime time if you put a west game in a prime time slot People still, you know, people might not be off work yet. People might not, you know, be ready after dinner to go to a game or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's, and, that's why they'll do the, uh, you know, they'll do the Wednesday night rivalry doubleheader. Right. So they'll, they'll have the uh, the East Coast team and then the 1030 game will be a West Coast matchup. Yeah. But, you know, the, the West Coast ones aren't getting the draw that the East Coast ones are because everyone's going to bed like we discussed earlier. Right. And, you know. So the teams are spread out such that, you know, they are where the population is. Right. Most of the population is is on the East Coast there and and so are most of the teams. Yeah. Um so we're just going to run through just a couple of the upcoming games for this week. Uh tonight we have the Kings and Rangers and the Hurricanes and Caps. Uh I will probably be watching that one. Uh tomorrow night brings us Detroit at Boston. Uh, St. Louis at Pittsburgh, Calgary at Montreal. That should be a very good game. Yeah. Uh, Washington at Ottawa, and Minnesota at Dallas. And like I said, Dallas not completely out of it, four points back from the wild card, and Minnesota leading that division. Yeah, no, nobody's completely out of it anywhere. Um, except the Avs. Except the Avs, yes. yes. And maybe the, the uh, Coyotes. Yeah, probably. pretty bad, too. Um, so... Even though Dallas has been bad this year, that Minnesota-Dallas game should be pretty good. Those games are always good, though, between those two teams. Yeah. Uh, Toronto-Detroit, another one, like I said, neither one are in a playoff spot right now, but games between those two teams, always good. Yep. 
and that's on Wednesday night, along with Flyers, Rangers, and Oilers, Ducks. Um, and then Thursday we've got the Penguins and Bruins facing off again, uh, second time in a week. You got the Leafs taking on the Flyers, Flames and Senators, Blue Jackets and Predators, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, Blues and Wild, another central matchup that should be pretty fun to watch, and the Jets and the Blackhawks. And that'll take us into NHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, Everybody will have the next uh, four days off after that. Yep. uh, Friday uh, through Monday. And let's not forget that uh, teams also get a five-day break. Right, which is part of why uh, Toronto has so many games in hand on Philly and Boston right now. They've already had theirs. Whereas well, actually, those teams um, have not. Philly just completed theirs as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. So maybe that'll start to even out here pretty soon. Yeah, it should. I I thought that it was weird that we had the condensed schedule, but with the uh, with the World Cup before the season and then, you know, the, the yearly all-star break on top of these, these five-day breaks for teams, I don't know if it's making the hockey better. But it it appears to have had some effect. Yeah, I I don't know. I uh, I'm seeing a lot more healthy scratches this year. I feel yeah, like just guys yeah. getting a rest day. Um, so I you know maybe that's a part of it. I don't know. So uh, we had a couple of pretty good games in basketball this weekend. Yeah, we did. Um, I told you guys to watch out for these games when we uh were doing the after dark show. Uh, Golden State at Houston. On Friday night, uh, the Warriors came away with a 125 to 108 win. Um, the uh, sorry, the Warriors were led by Durant with 32 points. Steph Curry kicked in 24. Uh, Clay Thompson gave 16. They got 15 from Draymond Green and 10 from Pachulia. So every starter scored in double digits for them. Uh, and for the Rockets, Clint Ndumba Capella. Scored 22 points and pulled down 12 boards. How's that go? Clint Nduba Capella. One more time. Clint Nduba Ndumba Capella. Okay. Ndumba. He's just listed as Clint Capella on Yahoo. Clint Ndumba Capella. Um, it was a pretty good statement by Golden State going into Houston and taking down the third best team in the West. Um, uh. Golden State's looking to position themselves as the leader with uh, really no argument here of late, um, and I I expected this game to be a little bit little bit tighter than this, um, and it it was actually even worse for the Rockets before the uh, fourth started. Um, they were able to outscore Golden State in the fourth, but wasn't enough to come back. Uh, the other big matchup, well, actually there there were a couple smaller matchups that happened um, that I wasn't really looking forward to or even i didn't really have them on my radar um but the portland boston game turned out to be very good on saturday night um, yeah it did some of you uh, might have seen my picture with all the sports i had going on my computer and tablet and everything uh this was one of them the uh the trailblazers were able to beat the celtics 127 to 123 in overtime cj mccullum put up 35 points for portland um damon lillard added another 28 and Isaiah Thomas put up 41 points for the Celtics in in the loss. Um, he completely took over that game for a stretch. Yeah, he, he did. He um, it just seemed like he was the only one that was uh, really trying. 
well, looking up and down their roster, that might be the case. Well. Uh, but it, it turned into a very entertaining game. Uh, I wound up catching the last the last full quarter in the overtime period. I, I saw like maybe a minute of the third, but it turned out to be a very good game and uh, amazing performance by Isaiah Thomas. Um, uh, another game that night, the Rockets were able to bounce back and they beat the Grizzlies in Memphis 119 to 95. Uh, Sam Decker put up a career-high 30 points in that game for the Rockets, and James Harden added 29 and 10 assists. Uh, for the Grizzlies, Mark Gasol put up 32 points, pulled down five boards, and had three blocks. Um, who uh, who on, on, on the Grizzlies is really their uh, their number one guy? Is it, is it Gasol? It's Gasol. Yeah, it's, it's Gasol. Um, Conley is up there, too, as a pretty good scorer. They also have Vince Carter. He's not a top guy, but I thought I'd mention they do have Vince Carter down there. Oh, that, always one, I, of, one of my favorites. I didn't know he was still in the league. He is the oldest player in the league by just like two or three months, uh, second oldest being Manu Ginobili. Well, I'm not surprised that he's the oldest. Yeah. Um, always always, always one of my favorites when I was a kid. Loved watching the the Raptors in their old purple Velociraptor uh, uniforms. I miss those things. They need to bring those logos back forever. Yes. Their, their new logo is just crap. I don't want to say it's crap. It's just not that good. It's crap because it's not that one. All logos that aren't that purple Velociraptor are crap. Okay. Actually, there's a red Velociraptor on purple, which makes it even worse. But anyway, but the uh, the marquee matchup on Saturday night, um, I think in everybody's eyes, was the Spurs at the Cavs. Well, I mean, it's it's the top teams. Is, is, you yeah. Know. You have the best team in the East, which I don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Uh, going up against one of the top three argument to be made for the top team in the West. Yeah, um, Golden State is pulling away right now. But. You really can't say you know who's best in the West. Um, the the Spurs and and the the Warriors are both the only remaining teams in in the league with fewer than ten losses at this point in the season. Yes, um, and the uh, the Spurs do have the head to head win uh, in Golden State. And I believe they still have three games left to play against each um, other. I think, yeah, I think they've only played the one. Um, but yeah, I, I did catch a little part of this uh, Cleveland game, and uh, for for the chunk that I was watching, uh, Cleveland was not playing well at all. Um, they started out; they they had the lead when I started watching, and it just melted away. and And then they were down by like five or six by the time I uh, left the bar. Yeah. Um... They well, here's the thing. They they started off hot. They really did. Uh, they came out and San Antonio was in a little bit of trouble early. They were down ten at the end of the first. Eleven. Eleven. Sorry, eleven at the end of the first. And uh, it, it looked like Cleveland was gonna Cleveland was gonna be able to take this one at, at a couple different times. Um, but they just got they just got manhandled towards the end by Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I, th- I think I started watching like at the end of the first. Yeah, and and part of the second. Yeah, uh, Kawhi Leonard put up 41 points, had five assists and six rebounds. Um, he he took over partway through the second and just would not let up. And um, the Cavs got 29 out of Kyrie and LeBron each. And every uh, every single one of their starters scored double digits. Uh, but San Antonio, on the back of Leonard, were, were able to pull away 118 to 115 in overtime. And uh, for the Spurs, David Lee, starting in place of Pau Gasol, uh, 14 points, 11 boards, and LaMarcus Aldridge added 16 and 12 in those categories as well. Yeah. Um, um, the big one, DeJounte Murray, 
filling in for an injured Tony Parker. Yeah. 14 points, and he commanded that offense. Well, uh, Patty Mills had 13 off the bench, too. So. Right, yeah, so you, you got they, good they production got, in the point guard spot. They got production, you know, all down the lineup, um, and Cleveland just kind of didn't. Um, they didn't get a lot of scoring from, from their bench. Uh, of course, they did have a short bench, too. They only had uh, four players. Right. Yeah, uh, with Gasol and, and uh, Parker being injured, it's put a, put a bit of a strain on them. And they've also had some other injuries with uh, some of the lower-level guys, too. Uh, Deadman hasn't been 100%, though he did play in the game, I believe. Um, uh, he had two points. Yeah. So, you know, it's they, they got... Uh, they got a lot of scoring from Kawhi, um, which kind of sort of evened out with uh, what LeBron and Kyrie put up. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of whose role players could do more. Right. Um, should note that the uh, Cavs had a shot at the end of the game. Kevin Wa- Kevin Love was wide open in the corner for a three at the end of the game. Nobody covered him. He just somehow slipped through. And I, th- I want to say it was Danny Green was able to get in his face as the shot was going up, but I don't yeah. think he altered it in any way, shape, or form. So we almost had double overtime in this game, and I'm sure Coach Popovich let them have it once they got back to the locker room. Oh, yeah. I mean, he may not say anything to anyone but his players, but you don't want to piss him off. No. Um, a quick note on Murray filling in for Parker since the injury against the Lakers, 10 minutes, 10 points. Against the Nuggets, 34 minutes, 24 points. And against Cleveland, 22 minutes, 14 points. So he's really stepped in. Good chance this kid could be the future point guard once uh, Parker hangs him up. Yeah. Which I would be all right with. Uh, I do like like his length and his athleticism. I I don't know if you had any of these teams, any of these uh, Sunday night games on, on, on the list, but there were a couple of just... Just mass destruction. Yeah, I have the one that I'm going to talk about that I posted about yesterday. Uh, what were the other ones? Uh, Golden State demolished Orlando, one eighteen to ninety eight. Yeah, and then the the other two games were fairly close, comparatively, or actually fairly close. Uh, one eleven to one oh eight, Minnesota over Denver, okay. and then uh, Phoenix beat Toronto, one fifteen to one oh three. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the the other one I was going to talk about, I, I posted this on the Facebook. Uh, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash 4eballparkbros. Um, it was it was during the Packers game, and, you know, we all know how that ended. Um, I, I posted, looks like the Packers aren't receiving the worst ass-kicking of the day. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Lakers 122-73. to Ow. Yeah, so uh, the final score of the Packers game was 44-21. to 21. 23 points, that's three scores. Yeah. Right? So if the Lakers were Wait. to... That's three scores. Are you talking about with two points? Two, yeah, two-point okay. conversions. So the maximum, the maximum score you could get on a play, it's a three-score game. The Lakers lost by 17 scores if they shot all three-pointers. But to be fair, it's it's a lot easier to lose by more scores when I, I under- the only scores you can have are one, two, or three. No, I, I understand. However, the the I guess the point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make, so in football, 
Don't you think it would be easier in the locker room if you're down by 17 to walk into that locker room and say, look, guys, we're down by two and a half? Because that's, that's really what you're yeah. You're down by two and a half. You're not down by 17. You're down by two and a half. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not suddenly just going to start changing the way we say no, things. No, no. But, I mean, when you go into the locker room and you're or, or you're up by you're up by 17, you go into the locker room and your your guys are celebrating like they've won the game. Don't you think you want to be like, hold on, guys, we're only up by two and a half. Uh, I think you can say that you can say, you know, they only need to score. Three times. That's it. Yeah. And you know, then we're losing, right? So I mean, it's it just a just a different way to think about it. Like you know, when I when I did the math to see what you know what was the, actually the bigger blowout, and it it turned out to be the Mavs Lakers game by you know seventeen scores. I mean, and, and it would have been in in any case imaginable. Um, there's no way that an NFL team is going to outscore another NFL team in the playoffs by you know 40 some points. Right. But you know it's just just an interesting way to look at it that you know you're not necessarily down 17 if you if you want to simplify it to to kind of get a rallying point, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, but cuz when you start thinking about being down 21 points, that's a little daunting. If you think I'm only down 3, that's a little easy. three drives, three stops. But I it's think easier if, to simplify it like that. If you're the coach of a team who's down by 17 at the half, you're going to go in there and you're not going to, you know, talk about how, what how much we're down by. You're going to talk about, hey, you guys are playing like crap. Right. Get it together. We need to make adjustments. Oh yeah. So, well, as we said, the uh, <clears throat> that leads us into the NFL, uh, where yes. My Green Bay Packers did get their butts whipped 44-21 to by the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I post on Facebook, I do sometimes have a tendency to hold a grudge against a team that knocks Green Bay out. Um, the Niners in 98, 12-13, um, the Giants in 7-11, and, and um, the Eagles in 03. I don't have that feeling this time just because, I yes, I, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Falcons' win. Yes, the Falcons beat the crap out of the Packers, but the Packers also really kind of beat themselves. Um, like, with the, you know, the the, the missed field goal and the fumble. It, it That was the turning point of that game. Mason Crosby misses that field goal, and they go down by two scores. They're driving down. They're in good shape to get a touchdown this time around, and Ripkowski fumbles that ball, and it's over. Yeah, and well, uh, the floodgates opened up. That's the trouble with uh, with having a player like Ripkowski, who is not a starter. He's not a starting caliber running back. No, he, well, he's our he's our fullback. He's not supposed to be carrying the ball that much for us, but. Um, and that, like I said, not to take anything away from what Atlanta did because they just they just whipped Green Bay. But that was the turning point of the game was that miscue. Yeah, you could really tell. I like I didn't watch either of the games. Um, I didn't watch the first one because I I had a couple other things going on. Um, 
and I didn't watch the Steelers game because I knew what was going to happen. I didn't know quite the caliber of how it would happen, but I knew that they would lose. But yeah, I I was following along with the scores, and and it was uh, it was ten to nothing, and then suddenly Atlanta had the ball back, and I I thought this can't be good. If the Packers want to have a chance in this game, they have to stop them here, and they, and they didn't. Could, they couldn't, and that you know, well, and that's they they couldn't stop them all game long, right? And I so I've I've harped on Lions fans and other fans for making excuses when your team loses, and I'm going to get on on my fellow Packers fans right now. I saw a couple things on message boards and uh, social media. The Packers didn't lose this game because you know whatever five or six players had the flu. This week, they didn't lose the game because of that. They didn't lose the game uh, because their flight was delayed and they had to drive down to Milwaukee to fly out. That's not why Green Bay lost this game. So Packers fans who are saying that, please stop. Please just admit that we got bested by the best team in the NFL. Hopefully, <laughs> we we got beat by the best team in the NFL and by by the quarterback playing the best in the NFL right now. Yeah, Matt I mean, Ryan is the MVP, hands down. He sealed it. Which, well, no, because voting was done a month ago. But, was it? Yeah, as soon as oh, the regular season ends. Oh, I thought they took uh, playoffs into consideration, too. Nope. Maybe oh, uh, no, if they did, Aaron Rodgers never would have won in 11. Yeah, that's true. Um, actually, well, that's not entirely. I mean, his regular season was so much better than anyone else's. I don't think anything would have changed that. But Matt Ryan yesterday, uh, four touchdowns through the air and ran one in. Yeah, and... Um, he had a tremendous game. What yeah. was it? Uh, nearly 400 yards yeah. passing. The Packers just could not cover anybody, and uh, you know Sam, Sam Shields has been out all year long, which is obviously a huge blow for the Packers. But the guys who were there, they they never stepped up. Yeah, well, and Sam Shields has been out all year long, and you knew he was going to be out all year. Yeah, and nobody wanted to play that position. Yeah. Demarius Randall just got beat all day long. Um, and Ladarius Gunter had some success against Julio early on, but once Micah Hyde got injured, that changed the game too. And Julio was able to open things up and had that long pass at the start of the second half. Yep. And it, it was just all downhill from there. The Packers need to address the secondary this offseason. And I looked at the list of free agents. It's not that great. The two best uh, cornerbacks in the market are both restricted free agents in uh, Shed from Seattle, who's coming off a torn ACL, I believe, ACL or MCL in that playoff game, and um, Malcolm Butler from New England. Yeah. And you know Ted Thompson isn't going to put up the money to take away a restricted free agent. Right. He doesn't even sign unrestricted well, free agents. Aren't, aren't, uh, aren't a couple of the Packers defensive backs going to be free agents too uh just like a hide i think okay so i mean you might lose him yeah which brings me to another point if ted thompson would have just signed casey hayward and davin house instead of letting them go to san diego and jacksonville uh we wouldn't have been in this situation yesterday well casey hayward wound up leading the league in interceptions and ted thompson let him just walk out the door without even making an offer well you have the power to get rid of ted thompson <laughs> yeah not so much so, congratulations to the Falcons. Um, I do want to talk a little bit more about what they were able to do. Uh, the passing game, as I said, Green Bay has their deficiencies, but Matt Ryan was on point. Absolutely. Nothing was going to rattle him. Uh, you know, my bold prediction was that he'd have two turnovers. Uh, I don't even think he had two incompletions. Uh, I... <laughs> he had 11. <laughs> it just, you know. Here's the thing, though, uh, for, for the Falcons, 
a lot of those passes were dropped. Were a lot of those incomplete passes were drops. Yeah. Uh, two by Julio, two by uh, uh, number fifteen for them. I want to say Robinson. No, number nineteen for them. Robinson, and one by Sanu. So yeah, and see that that's it, always been one of my sticking points about Julio is that he does have a tendency to drop passes. Um, he's still one of the best receivers in the league, but I think when he's fully healthy, he's the best receiver in the league. Well. It's a debate that can be had. Right. I mean, there, there's there are definitely a lot some of names top to flight receivers. Yeah, people are going to say Beckham, Antonio Brown. I would throw Jordy Nelson's name in that hat, too. I mean, the the consistency, and he led the league in touchdowns this year. Yeah. He has a way of finding finding the spot to get to. Same as Antonio Brown. That Antonio Brown, last night, did not have a good game. A lot of his no. stats came in garbage time. Nobody had a good game. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. But... There were two plays where he was able to just get and sit in the zone. Yeah. And he takes it and he turns better than anybody in the game to go upfield. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, he's one of the fastest players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, which I guess we, we can get into that game um, now. Uh, well, David oh. have, did have a little bit of a uh, thing to say about uh, the Packers game. Oh, okay. Um, you know, he, he's, he did predict that uh, Nelson would play and that Rodgers would have an interception. So he was right with his predictions there. Um, he, uh, he says, uh, Nelson with two broken ribs could not have been relied on and shouldn't have been relied on to, uh, to beat people down the field in this game. And, uh, that's, I think that's what the Packers needed was the deeper threat. Um, just, you know, with two broken ribs, you'll, uh, well, yeah, he's got the two broken ribs, and Devontae Adams has a sprained ankle, so there's no deep threat on Green Bay. Yeah, that that interception, though, that, that Rodgers threw, uh, it was, what, that third and 21? That was a punt. Yeah. It, it, that's what it was. It was, but I think you let your punter go out and do his job. There's a chance he can get it further down the field or, you know. Well, I mean, you would have trotted the punter out after. Well, yeah. I don't know. Shum, Shum would not have gotten it further downfield. That was it was fifty five yards. Okay, but I mean, <laughs> if you're going to launch a ball that far down the field, I don't know. I, th- I think on a third and twenty one, you still try and get the first down. I agree. Uh, no, especially I, at that position of the game. I completely agree. I was you know just goofing about that being a punt and whatever. But yeah, it it uh, it, it essentially that's what it was. It, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but yeah, it, just throwing down to to Jordy Nelson who doesn't have the burst with two broken ribs and probably can't out jump anyone with two broken ribs. Right. Um, I think you got to, I don't know, just don't throw it 55 yards down the field to a 75% Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Although I will say Jordy was one of only two players to show up to play for Green Bay. Yeah. Him and Aaron Rodgers. That was it. And people are going to look at Rodgers numbers and say that he had a bad game. He really didn't. His line broke down and his receivers dropped seven passes. Yeah, I mean, it's... So, he still put up a Herculean effort to even get the 21 points that Green Bay did. Yeah, and I mean, he did... He struggled early through much of the game, and and a lot of what he did was in garbage time. But, you know, I always don't like to call it garbage time, because a lot of times the defense will let off, and then you can complete a comeback before the defense realizes it. Early on, he was... I mean, he was still putting up the numbers early on. Yeah, he just... it he had, wasn't coming for him. It wasn't coming easy for him, and and people were, you know, the the Falcons were getting to him. He 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 wasn't uh, he wasn't in his rhythm early. Right. Well, you know, like I said, uh, you know, the line just broke down on him. 
Yeah, well, and, you, and the and, the, the and, Atlanta pass rush that is that is as fierce of a pass rush as I've seen in the past few years. Yeah, I mean we're we're talking you know Seattle 2013 good you know uh, Vic Beasley and I'm not sure who that middle linebacker was that kept causing all sorts of chaos, but that pass rush New England's gonna have a hard time. Uh, they're gonna have a hard time battling against that. Well, if if they can do what the Texans did as a defense, um, they'll win the game handily. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, did, uh, David, have anything on the Steelers Patriots game? Get into his stuff and then get into us. Um, he said he didn't watch it. No, uh, mostly because it was a foregone conclusion that they would lose. Um, and really, I can't blame anybody that didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, as we said, the Patriots won thirty six to seventeen. Yeah, it it was another blowout. The last touchdown for Pittsburgh came kind of late, right? Yeah, with three thirty six left. Yeah. Um, um, the, the issue was the uh, the Steelers didn't adjust. Um, Le'Veon Bell went out with a groin injury that uh, apparently had been that he'd had for a few weeks, and he just he didn't have the the burst of speed anymore, and he aggravated it on yeah. like the fourth or fifth carry. Um, and so, you know, that's a huge chunk of your offense taken away. I, you know, D'Angelo Williams is a fine running back. Yeah. But he's not the level of, of Le'Veon Bell. Although I have a, I have a point on that. Um, yeah, I, I get on a lot of the message boards and whatever. And so, like, during the game, uh, right when Le'Veon went out, I saw a lot of, we'll be all right. D'Angelo Williams is, is every bit as good as, as Bell is in this kind of role. And He's every bit you know, as resourceful. So... I, and I saw this from a number of Steelers fans. And then after the game was over, a lot of it was, well, we would have won that game if Bell played. Well, which is it? Well, is Williams that good? Or <laughs> I think it's a lot of a lot of what is said during games is just trying to trick yourself into yeah. believing what you want to happen. Yeah. Like I, when when I saw that uh, that D'Angelo Williams had a carry. I was like, oh, that's not good, but, you know, he's he's a good running back. Might still be okay. Yeah. But, I mean, the Steelers were still in it at the half. They were only down 17-9. to nine. What happened was the, uh, the Patriots went into the locker room, as they do, and made adjustments, you know, changed some things up, and just came out and, and had their way. And, and the Steelers... I don't know. I think that that is uh, Mike Tomlin's biggest failing as a coach. I, I think he's a really good coach, but I think he does struggle with in-game adjustments, especially when you when you lose a, a top starter like Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Um, I think so. It, we talked a little bit over the last two shows, counting the After Dark show, about the Steelers' red zone issues. They had a possession in the red zone that really changed the game. They weren't out of it yet, um, and they drove down and had to settle for a field goal. They got the ball down to the one-yard line. Had yeah, they had, they had, had a first th- and one. Yeah, had a two-yard loss, had a three-yard loss, and then an incomplete pass, and had to kick the field goal. Well, see, and it was just it was baffling play calling uh, on Haley's part, and it's it's the same issue I had in the Kansas City game that once he gets down there, I don't think Haley really 
knows how best to use his big bodied tight end. Yeah, we've got uh we've got two good tight ends, you know, and Jesse James is I think like He's six six or something like that. He's he's a huge guy. Um so there's no reason you don't send him into the end zone and just stand there. That's what he should be for. And he wasn't used that way. You don't want a guy like that to have to try and fight his way into the end zone. Yeah. Uh, I yeah I don't know the. I think that was their one one of two red zone appearances for them, and they had to settle for the field goal. And it just the play calling didn't sit well with me, and I thought they'd adjust it later on. Um, but their last touchdown was from a. Uh, I think it was from quite yards. a ways out, so they never made it back into the red zone. Yeah, um, that that that, uh, that possession in the red zone that ended in a field goal, I think, is what what did it for them. If they had scored a touchdown there, you know, they still have life; they can still come back in this yeah. one. Oh, that was at the, that was at the end of the half, and then they got the ball to start the second half. Yeah. So they they really needed some more points there. Yeah, I mean, if they score a touchdown there, it's what is it? Uh, 17 to 13 then they come back out and you score again and you have a chance to take the lead but then it's it goes back to not making adjustments yeah um so some quick notes on the on the patriots side of things i know we spent more time talking about the losers in these games than we did the winners but we're going to talk about the super bowl matchup so don't worry about that people um so Tom Brady, uh, when when Super Bowl Fifty One kicks off, Tom Brady will break his tie with former Bills and Broncos defensive lineman Mike Lodish for the most Super Bowls played. Right now, they're tied at six. This will be Brady's seventh. Um, Bill Belichick is currently tied with former Colts and Dolphins coach Don Shula for the most Super Bowls coached with six. He'll break that record when the game kicks off. If the Patriots win. Belichick will break his tie with Chuck Knoll for most Super Bowls one at four. Um, and Brady with a win would join uh, Charles Haley, former Niners and Cowboys linebacker, as the only players with five Super Bowl rings. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, most... Uh, Go Falcons. Most uh, most of those came at the expense of Pittsburgh somewhere along the way. Now I'll, I'll, I'll say I'll say it. Tom Tom Brady's the the best quarterback of of the generation. Um, Bill Belichick is the best coach of the generation. There are arguments to be made for both for being the best of all time, um, but I won't make those arguments. <laughs> well, I'll leave that to somebody else. We'll say we'll save that for the off season when all we have to talk about is baseball once hockey and basketball end. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll get into a huge argument about that then. We'll probably have more lists too in the off season. Yeah. Um, so Brady finished thirty four of forty two for three hundred eighty four yards and three touchdowns. A typically Brady game against was, the Steelers. Yeah, it was his ninth career three touchdown performance in the postseason, tying Joe Montana for the most in that category. Um, Chris Hogan had nine catches for one hundred and eighty yards and two touchdowns. 
Uh, I believe that's a Patriots record for uh, yardage. Is it? Yeah. Uh, not sure if I had seen that anywhere. Uh, Edelman also went over 100 and had the other touchdown from Brady. Um, for the Steelers, uh, they only had one play of more than 20 yards, and that was a 30-yard touchdown from what I uh, was looking at earlier. Yeah. Uh, ben didn't have a bad game. They dinked and dunked all the way down the field. That's what you got to do against a team like that. I mean, you got to do it better, way better. Um, you can't do a three-yard play and then a three-yard play and then a three-yard play. That's not going to work. Well, but if it's successful, you get first downs in four in four downs. So just go forward on fourth every time. Yeah, on fourth and one. When and get your three yards and you're set. No, you do, because you you call a different play on fourth and one. Literally a perfect plan. I don't see what your problem is. You call a different play on fourth and one than you do on any other down. You call some sort of stupid thing that loses you two yards. Uh, yes, unfortunately, that did seem to be the Steelers' plan. Um, so the Super Bowl matchup. Uh, we're you know obviously not picking games yet. We have the best offense in the league. Wait, we're not going to talk about the Pro Bowl. We have the best offense in the league in the Falcons going up against the best defense in the league in the Patriots. You remember what happened last time that? that occurred um seattle the team with the best defense <laughs> took the broncos out to the woodshed i was about to say if you say tie i'm gonna lose my crap <laughs> <laughs> especially if it's a zero zero tie or something like that oh man well i don't i don't think that'll necessarily happen this time around yeah the uh the, the seahawks were able to take them out and knock them around quite a bit i will say i am actually uh I'm actually happy because this is the first time in a while that I don't have a rooting. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not rooting for either particular team. Like I, I don't really care if Brady wins his fifth. I don't really care if the Falcons win the Super Bowl. Like I'm just looking to enjoy a good game. So I'm really hoping that it's not a repeat of that. You know, Seattle Denver game. Uh, well, yeah. Because like you know, going back, like I've got. The, well, but the thing is it. Seattle's defense and, and New England's defense from from those two years are are very different things. Seattle's defense was always the big play, you know, smash the other team defense, and and New England has just been kind of there. Like their defense has been great, um, but not flashy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of just stopping you, not a lot of sacks and you know interceptions and such. Um, I I think it's going to be a relatively close game. Um so I was I was talking to my to my 9-year-old son yesterday and he had made a comment about how the Super Bowl is quotes always a close game. Now, let's look back through his lifetime. You got the Broncos winning by 14, the Patriots by 4, you got the blowout Seattle over Denver, the Ravens winning by 3, the Giants by 4, the Packers by 6. And then you got the Saints winning by 14, the Steelers by 4, the Giants by 3. So, yes, in his lifetime, it is typically a close game. Yeah. Now, going back to our childhood. No. You've got Packers 35, Patriots 21, Cowboys 27, Steelers 17, Niners 49, Chargers 26, Cowboys 30, Bills 13, Cowboys 52, Bills 17, Redskins 37, Bills 24, Poor the Bills. You did have the one-point game in the Scott Norwood game. The Niners, 55. The Broncos, 10. 
Um, then you had the close game in 89 with the Niners and Bengals. And then you have the Redskins 42, the Broncos 10. So, uh, yes, in my son's lifetime, they're always close games. That's that league parody for you. My experience is that it's much more commonly a complete blowout. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I'm expecting a tight one. I'm expecting it to be way, way more uh, low scoring than anyone's going to think it's going to be. I would like a shootout. I don't think. I really don't think you're going to get it. I think the defenses are both going to be there. Uh, the Falcons are going to get pressure on Brady. The Patriots are going to continue their holding teams to you know three and outs and or just one or two first downs on a drive. But that's not what the people want. I know it's not. But is it not? the job of the nfl to give the people what they want Mm, no it's the job of the nfl to just put the product on the field they can't control exactly what that product will be sure they can oh yes if you ask many of the conspiracy theorists out there that's how brady got to the super bowl you you uh you get out the tinfoil ladies and gentlemen you change the the rules of the game i'm not saying it's happened before i'm just saying if you want to make the game entertaining for everyone Change the rules so that it's like 67 to 52. They already tried that when they put all those rules about defensive backs not being able to touch a receiver at all. Yeah. Did you know in the rule book it says that uh, defensive backs have to trail receivers by 10 yards at all times? I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> they're, not allowed, they're not allowed to be within 10 yards of, receiver, of a receiver. And, and when it comes to tackling receivers... Um, they may only gently pick them up with four other players and place them on a bed of pillows. It's all right there in the That's rule just, book. You know, you can say all these things because there are only two people in the world who actually read the NFL rule book, and one of them's not here today. But I'm right here, and I do read it, and it's all there. No, it's not. Every, you just said you don't read it. Because if he's one and I'm the other, you're not one of them. You clearly have not read it because you're saying things that are not in it. Well, I don't know how else to explain what's been going on in the NFL this year. Uh, solar flares? <laughs> sure. Let's go with it. I like it. Solar flares it is. Go Falcons. Man. Again, I'm not, I don't think I'm rooting for anybody. I just want a good game. I just want somebody new. Meh. Somebody, anybody new, you know? I want the Jaguars to win it. See, I keep, I keep hearing stuff like that, but people keep watching. People keep watching because... What else are they going to watch? Because nobody puts anything else on Super Bowl Sunday because everybody's watching the Super Bowl. Puppy Bowl, lingerie bowl. Those those happen before the game. Puppy Bowl runs the entire time. Puppy Bowl runs twenty four hours. Yeah, so watch the Puppy, puppy Bowl. Puppy Bowl then. is eternal. So you can so you can watch puppy the Puppy Bowl, bowl always, and then flip over for the Football Bowl. And actually, the lingerie bowl gets played like at halftime of the Super Bowl, but only if you have whatever station it's on. Playboy. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know what station used to do it. It seems like a spike. I was, yeah, I was just like gonna say it sounds like a spike thing. Possibly FX at, at the at the yeah. lightest. No, I I'm not sure who has it, but so. well, I think we're out of topics because we didn't plan an end of the show. <laughs> well, uh, I, I hate to bring things back around to bad news, but I was just reading a little bit more about the uh, the accident, and uh, it appears that at least in the case of uh, Marte. It was reported that his friends had tried repeatedly to take his keys away from him before he left the party he was at that night. Uh, that's so, incredibly depressing. Oh, so man. I don't know about the other one, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the, the the early reports are that uh, at least alcohol, if not other things, definitely had a part in that one. 
Which is stupid. Yep. Don't do it. Not worth it. Do not. Never worth it. You can call in, in a lot of places. You can call AAA. They will tow your car home for you He was for a free. star baseball player in the Dominican Republic. There would have been a line around the building to give him a ride. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he did not have to drive. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have a piece of uh, news to talk about that we almost glossed over. Uh, Colts fired Ryan Grigson. Oh, yeah. They are now in the market for a GM well after everyone has started filling all their positions. Um, the talk was um, the talk was that they were going to try to get Peyton Manning to come in and run that side of things and let him bring in his own coach and everything. Uh, but Manning says that's not going to happen. I think he's looking for an ownership, uh, yeah, ownership role. It's just not a lot that he can do. What he did on the field was unique to him. He knew the game inside and out. And it's hard to find people that know the game inside and out. When you're a GM, you can't, you know, he's going to be looking for 53 Peyton Mannings, and there aren't 53 Peyton Mannings out there. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it was a mistake firing Grigson at this point. If you were going to do it, fire him when the season ends. Don't, don't play this game, you know. I, I think they were still trying to mend things. Like things, things had not been going well between uh, you know, coach and GM or whatever, and they were trying to, hoping that it would work. Yeah. Uh, did you see the tweets from Pat McAfee after the fact, no. uh, celebrating the fact that Gregson was fired? Uh, basically talking about the way that Gregson treated people. That uh, you know he's not a great guy, and uh, McAfee is happy to see him gone. Hopefully, they can turn things around now without him. Um. So, I, like I, said, I think it was the wrong move now. They should have done it before. I don't know who's out there for them to bring in. Um, there's, I don't know, there's a decent chance they hire, uh, oh, goodness, Elliot Wolf, the Packers, uh, one yeah. of the Packers assistants to the GM. Uh, he, he was floated around for the San Francisco job and pulled out uh, once they made the decision to hire a coach and then GM. Um. So, uh, that franchise just kind of seems to be in shambles. Yeah. Um. It, it it was really an issue with the GM, and they should have taken care of it sooner than they had. Uh, I think before this past season, they should have addressed the problem. Well, but Manning wasn't retired yet. It, it's been believed that this has been Ursay's plan all along is to get Manning in there and bring him back into the fold. Well, that therein lies another issue. I don't know how good uh, Jim Ursay is at his job. Yeah, um, I don't know. He's just he he's he's a weird dude. He's a weird, weird dude. Um, we'll we'll keep tabs on that and bring you uh, bring you more information as we see what it is. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm reading something here. They the they released uh, New England coming in as a three point favorite over Atlanta um, in pretty much every book. 
Uh, and the over-under is being set at 57.5. So they're thinking you're going to get your shootout, Tom. Good. Again, I uh, don't agree, but... Well, I mean, you know, not everybody can be right. That's right. Some of us have to be Tom. That's right. So, I don't know if you guys ever realized where, like, where I took that from. It's from the Princess Bride. We'll find out which one of us is right and which one of us is dead. I just replaced dead with Tom. That's all that is. So, I guess better to be Tom than to be dead. So... Eric doesn't think so. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, these things can be up for debate. I mean, <laughs> I I would add my two cents, but that's a different show. <laughs> uh, so what what what's our last segment going to be, Tom? Uh, I don't know. Quick, think up someone. Think up someone. Yeah, like to induct into the. Basement of Fame? Yeah, it's the easiest one. Unless you have a, a ballpark you haven't talked about yet. I do, but... Just throw it out there. I think, Well, no, because like, everyone I have left, like we've all three been to together, so we should probably do it when all three of us are here. Well, then pick yeah. someone quick. Pick someone quick? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> I really thought he was going to fight me. <laughs> no, well, that's, damn it. Well, that's no fun. Man. All right. We're going to induct Tom Brady into our Basement of Fame. <laughs> Um, uh, we just talked about some of the numbers. He's going to be starting his seventh Super Bowl at age 39. Uh, second consecutive year that we'll have a 39-year-old quarterback starting in the in the Super Bowl for the AFC. Yeah. So, so does so, that mean he's going to retire? I don't think so. I think he's got three more years. Well, he says he's got ten. Yeah. Well. And then next year he'll have say, ten. Yeah. Um. He. I don't think he's ever going to reach Peyton in a lot of these stat categories, but he's he's planted himself firmly in the top five of a lot of them. Uh, you know, earlier this year became the fifth player to pass for over 60,000 yards. Um, he just recently, uh, I believe, passed Dan Marino in touchdown passes, which I think puts him at third or fourth. Uh, I believe he's in third now. Yeah. Um, and he's obviously he's had Bill Belichick the whole time. Um, but I think he is a bigger part of why New England has been this competitive this long uh, than Belichick is. Again, oh, absolutely. Ag- again, not to not to you know, not to undercut what Belichick has done. But you look at Belichick in in Cleveland, and he he wasn't a winner because because yeah. he didn't have Tom Brady. Well, because he didn't have anything. True, um, but. Uh, you got this six-round pick out of Michigan. We've all heard the story a thousand times. Comes in, gets his shot because, is it Mo Lewis destroys Drew Bledsoe's lung on a hit? Was it his lung or was it his I thought he punct- everything? I thought he punctured his lung. I thought it was like a it's, leg and a lung. It's been so long ago that I'm having difficulty remembering. Um, Brady comes in and leads them into the tuck rule game. Yeah. And so that right there, had they, you know... Had they just won that game and then gone on and lost that Super Bowl and Brady became just some nobody quarterback after that, he still would have been remembered for all of NFL history for the tuck rule. Yeah. So he starts off his career basically with that. And then that Super Bowl drive. John Madden famously says they ought to just run it out and play for overtime 
for the for the first overtime in Super Bowl history. And what does Brady do? Takes him straight down the field for the Vinatieri field goal. He says, "Suck it, John Madden." <laughs> yes, I'm sure he was getting the audio feed and was like, "Nope, nope, John, nope." Bing bang boozle this. Doing Dude, this. You know they have the video on the sidelines there. That's true. Um, and so Drew Bledsoe's middle name is McQueen. Really? Yep. Drew McQueen Bledsoe. That's weird. Anywho. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> you know, just to I FYI. Went, I went to Wikipedia to look up Tom Brady and then I fell into the Wikipedia hole. Yeah, which happens. I mean, it happens to all of us at one time or another. Oh. You know, you're like, oh, I got to look up this one thing, and it's 7 o'clock, and before you know it, it's 4 a.m., and you've got eight energy drinks scattered around you, and you're reading about Princess Di. Tom looks at me like... Is that Tom not looks a me normal like, thing? Who doesn't read about Princess Di? Is that not something people do all the time? No, that's the problem. People do it all the time. They get lost in the Wikipedia hole. Mm-hmm. You, start, you start reading about the Indy 500... And then out of nowhere, you're reading about freaking Somalian pirates. Again. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the Indy 500 now. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tom Brady. Tom McQueen Brady. Wait, no, that's no, that, something else. <laughs> hang on. I'll get, I'll get his middle name. Get it's his probably middle something name. like John or James Thomas or Edward Patrick oh, Brady Jr. The, there you go. That's too many names. That works. Um, I say as the parent of a four-namer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if you're Catholic, you automatically get the extra middle name. I'm just jealous because my brother has two middle names, and I only have one middle name. So I'm still a bit bitter about that. Let's give Eric a new middle name right now. Lorenzo. Got it. Ooh, I dig it. I'm on, I'm on board. So wait, is that going to be your first middle name or your second middle name? What sounds better, Eric Jeremy Lorenzo or Eric Lorenzo Jeremy? Second one, Eric yep. Lorenzo Jeremy. Yeah, yep. especially with your last name then. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. All right. So There you go. Now your wife has to stop calling you EJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Now it's YLJ. Yeah. YLJ. You know what? Let's just start calling him Lorenzo. Yep. Works for me. My, my new uh, podcast persona. Got it. Awesome. We did it. Friend of the show, Lorenzo Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were we talking about? Tom Brady. Oh, that's right. We went down our own Wikipedia hole Thomas there. Lorenzo Brady. <laughs> that's everybody's middle name now. <laughs> anyway, he's going to even if he doesn't win this year in the Super Bowl, there's a very high percentage chance he'll be back, <laughs> right? And win another one later. Yeah, like you can't say that like this is going to be his last hurrah. I mean, he's still playing at a high enough level, and sure, maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that he took 4 weeks off at the beginning of the year and so he's super rested now. Yeah. Took 4 <laughs> weeks off? Yeah. Took. He was given a four-week vacation. <laughs> Don't you wish you could get a four-week vacation and still get your millions and still have your yeah, absolutely still yeah. have your hot model wife and still have all your endorsements and life is bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I mean, he's he's like the we're putting him in just because he's married to Giselle, right? Pretty much. Like that's why he's like the Yaramir Yager. Of football, except way less likable. Except instead of going to Europe for three years, he just took four weeks off. If that's the criteria we're going by, I'm going to uh, induct uh, Jason Verlander into the uh, basement of fame immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> On account of the fact that he gets to sleep with Kate Upton. <laughs> oh, man. So we're inducting Tom Brady <laughs> and Jason Verlander today. 
Let's have, you know what? Let's induct Jason Verlander. I actually agree with that. Like based on his on-field merits I, too, I agree with it. I don't know that he's put together a full career of of basement of fame worthy baseball. He's in. <laughs> uh, Remember in the first one, we, we said we weren't going to argue with each other over it. I just have to make sure that when the invite for the uh, inductee ceremony is sent, that uh, it makes sure it has a plus, plus one, one that specifies who the plus one has to be. Yeah. Give him a plus one. Don't come one. without your plus one. Give Just him a plus one, but you don't have to come. Just make <laughs> sure your plus one shows up. Send a representative. I'm going to go ahead and say that we can induct him, but I'm inducting him under protest. <laughs> we, no, that was it, there was no protesting allowed. This is baseball. It was, no. This is baseball. <laughs> He's inducting I'm with allowed. an asterisk next to I'm his allowed <laughs> to do things under protest. Right. It may not matter in the slightest. Well, fine. You can protest. He's sending in his blank ballot right yeah. now. Yeah, is that, is that it, Tom? Did you <laughs> turn in a blank ballot for this? Yep. So let's see. Uh, over the last week, since last week's show, uh, we've inducted Fred McGriff, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Jason Verlander, and Tom Brady. It's a pretty good class. That is a pretty good class. Who did we induct on Monday? Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi, Pavel Datsuk, and uh, Devin Hester. Yes, that's right. Man, that's a solid class for one week's work. Yeah. Good job, us. Yeah. We, we did it. Yeah. Go team Discovery Channel. No. Because if we were on the Discovery Channel, uh, at least one of us would be British. That's true. Oi. Not that kind of British. Wait, what kind oh, of British? Quiet. I don't know. <laughs> like the quiet, telling you about animals type of British. Oh, I like the brash, uh, cockney British. Those ones are fun. But they don't tell you about <laughs> animals. <laughs> they could. <laughs> I just realized what we're going to do... For next week's show. Take a long nap. Top top ten animals that aren't a pro mascot that should be. You know what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> Give me a week to prepare it. Yeah. Top ten animals that aren't a pro mascot that should be. And uh, we well, yeah, we'll go with pro. So I guess we could we could put Wolverine on the list if we really wanted to American pro or uh, yeah, yeah. Our our four major sports. Okay, so like, I can say koalas and kangaroos. And yeah. S- okay. Yeah, and then like, so like also like if you if you say like kangaroos, like you can change the name, but like the spirit of the animal, like that is the the mascot would be a kangaroo. So like the you know oh you, we like can't. the Houston, like the Houston Hoppers should be a team. You could we, say we can't because the Akron Zips mascot is a kangaroo. Yeah, but they're not a pro team they're a college okay so our we're, we're, so i could say the uh horned toads how how far down on the pro list are you going like down into double a triple a no we'll just do we'll just do our four major sports so just... yeah so the nfl nhl right. nba pro, pro mlb level. yeah yeah top pro level of so if we really sports. thought that the mud hens should be a pro level name uh we could put that on our list but i'm looking for things like you know the the Seattle Salamanders hockey team or things of that nature, or like the uh, the uh, Hartford Laser Bats. Yes, Laser Bats. Yeah, all right. Didn't say it had to be a real animal. <laughs> I like it. That's solid. All right. Well, I think we have goofed off enough. Our show. Whenever we're missing a host, the shows just go so much quicker. <laughs> well, I mean. Think think about it. If we're each contributing a third of the talking, right? You know, right? Because well, we've only been at it for an hour and twenty something minutes now. Thirty six. Yeah, hour thirty six. So, um, 
Actually, we may not have a show next week. We, Tom and I were talking about this beforehand. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh this weekend, and I don't know when I'm coming back. So... So you might have two weeks to prepare we your might have two weeks. animal list. Or maybe maybe I'll just uh I'll just do a short little list as as the episode. <laughs> it's just you. Fifteen <laughs> seconds reading off animals and done. <laughs> I love it. I think that'll probably be our highest rated show of all time. David might be back by that point, so he might have a list too. Might have a full thirty seconds. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah between yeah. the two of you. Who knows? And then a little bit of banter, kick it up to one minute. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I could always throw together a quick list too, I suppose. Yeah. So all right. could have a good five minutes if we all talked yeah. very slowly about the animals on our lists. All right, so are we gonna do this list like as as a everybody's top ten and we all vote on it or like each of us get each of us gets to submit five and then we vote on a top ten i don't know or each of us do our own top ten because i i've noticed when we each do our own top ten like with the power rankings it it it's a bit of a strain to talk about the same thing that many times yeah but a lot more animals to choose from that's than true teams, but teams though so yeah the chances of duplicates are probably lower that's true in theory but you know how much do people like hearing us just read lists Tell us how much do you like hearing us read lists? I put it on. I put a Twitter poll out there. Do you enjoy hearing us read lists? Yes. There or you no? go. A full uh, twelve people will respond. Yeah, that'll be great. So, all right. Well, I believe that is it for us. Uh, we need to go and do the work thing, and I need to go and do a little bit of the parenting thing before that. Uh, so, we have been Ballpark Bros. Thank you for listening. We'll, we'll continue to be Ballpark Bros. As yes. Well. Hopefully. Yeah. And we will talk sports at you very soon.